Well, we, we managed to do it. I don't know if we should be looking at the camera or another. This is going to be a We can spend the whole hour looking at the camera and never see one another. <laughs> no, I think we'll flick. I'm just thought, yeah, that camera us. will pick me at one point, and then when he moves that way, it will pick you. Okay. And I'll mix and match. And yes. as you all gathered, the reason we're having this conversation is because Alex and I are in your studio. We're together. Oh, yeah. I made the arduous and lengthy hour and a half journey <laughs> into this beautiful part of the country. And what a lovely day. You dragged me away from home. Gorgeous. It Amazing day, isn't it? Lovely drive Almost down. Sorry. Too good. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. I've got the sun. Oh, it's lovely. I could, I could spend the rest of the day here. Yep. So my, my nose is cleared up. I've got some hay fever going on. But actually, at the moment, so but you sound absolutely... high as a kite, but I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this could go anywhere then. <laughs> Let's, well, there is actually plenty to talk about. Um, we'll, we'll get into sort of the more content creation part of the stories and, yeah. and podcasts later on. But I guess we recorded just before... WWDC, and here we are just, what, a week, 10 days after it. Yeah. So let's sort of pull that apart with the obvious one. Let's get it out of the way Wash first. Let's, <laughs> let's go Apple Vision Pro. Yeah. So what was your take on it? Well, I had a few takes. I mean, the, the, uh, I think one of, one of the, I actually public, published uh, an article on it called, called Mixed Reality and Mixed Emotions, because that's exactly how I felt. As a tech person, like a tech enthusiast, I'm really excited about it because I've been waiting for years, right? For something that will mix our world with the digital world and we don't have eventually to, to hold something to interact with the digital yeah. world. Yeah. I think that's going to be amazing. The other part of me is thinking, gosh, we're still behind. Uh, we're still having quite a piece of equipment on our Just face. Just the size and bulk of it. The human interaction, I know Apple have done much better than any other company has done, right? To project your eyes into the mm. thing so you're not really completely excluded from, from the rest of, the, of other human beings. But I don't know, it just feels to me it's still quite behind. Now, I'm looking forward to it and I think this is obviously the beginning. But um, yeah, I wish, I wish we were slightly advanced, more advanced. Yeah, I think my take on it was that we had to start some, and I say start, obviously we know there's been a, tries there before, but this is by far the most advanced attempt at making it work. Oh, yeah. And they've yeah. invested to make the platform and the category popular. And I, I think hopefully what this will do, once the masses, it sounds like I'm talking about the great unwashed, but you know what I mean? Once yeah. a lot of people see it, that aren't yeah. really, couldn't really give a damn about AR, VR. If Apple make it look attractive and as if it's something you want to get into, that's what's going to begin to bring the, the lower prices down. And they're talking about this SE as soon yeah. as 2025. Yeah. End game glasses. I mean, I know that's a long way off, but I think we had to make a proper start somewhere, right? Yeah. And I did a bit of a test this week. I had some builders and painters, you know, doing this, this, cause I had a, an issue it. here and I, and I, I just did a test. I asked them, you know, have you heard of it? And they said, yeah, I kind of heard in the news, didn't really know much about it. So I showed them the ad, the Apple ad, and just wanted to know what their reaction was, right? They're, they're, they use old phones. They don't really, you know, they're not tech person, mm -hmm. tech people, but they were, they were excited about it. And when I told them the price, they weren't, objective, they were like, okay, but that, that means I don't really need a computer. And then, you know, so the way they were looking at it was well, that's cool. almost like as, as a replacement for something rather than a, an additional So they un device. understood it, yeah. So, which, which I thought was amazing, right? Because some of these guys are, are not really tech people. They're, they're working, no, they're you know, working in buildings. Yeah, they actually do a job. Yeah. Unlike you and I. They're like <laughs> sitting at a desk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. they're not really your, your typical 
techie yeah. person. No, and if they bought into it, and also I think the, one of the biggest validations of it, I was a, a program that I love. If I got news for you, I've watched it for 25, 30 years. And it even made their show last week. Yeah. I, for the first time ever, I was able to answer a question on a mic I news for you. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's done its job. It's caused some headlines. Most of them have been positive. Yes, right. I know this price ticket thing, but... I wrote about it the other day and actually made a video saying that, you know, if you were to go and buy a 65-inch OLED, that's going to weigh you in three grand easily. Yeah, yeah. And that's without speakers, cameras. Yeah. So you begin to look at what you're getting for that. And I can't call it value for money, but it's not expensive for what you're getting. No, the experience, I mean, especially if you, if you think about people who are maybe, you know, uh, bachelors out there that have a bit of money to spare and, you know, don't really worry too much about sharing that experience mm. with someone else. Mm you know, that is a, a prime target for me. And that those people go, yeah, I'd much rather be able to, you know, have a, as big as a, I don't know, 100 feet telly in an environment that looks like you're in the movie. You know, that, that makes a lot of sense. It, um, I mean, I, I, again, coming into this year, I hadn't really fully grasped how exciting it could be. But obviously all the work I've done with Marcus this year, yeah. and it's really brought me up to speed with what's going on. Hmm. And now I've had a week to kind of distill it and think what's happened. I'm really excited about it. And particularly, funnily enough, the image capture, video capture. I just think, I mean, you've got a young kid. He's yeah. still, what, yeah. 12, 11? 11. Yeah. So you've got plenty of time for him growing up. And if you get your hands on one of these headsets next year, mm. you're going to have so many such vivid memories. When you put that headset on in 20 years' time, you'll be mm. back on that soccer pitch, won't you? You'll be yeah. back watching him train. It's going to be amazing. I have to say, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking the after, right? The after is going to be amazing. Oh, the right present, now yeah. though, when you're pulling that, <laughs> uh, especially here in the countryside, and you're wearing that on the street, I don't know what the reaction would be. Oh, you're still going to be that person. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> going to be the yeah. But I, I tell you what, something else that that actually gets me excited about this, which is the technology behind it. Yeah, I didn't know how much of Sony actually was in there in terms of the sensors and the cameras and the display. But um, when I looked at the, because one of the things that I really thought was fascinating was eye tracking. I know it exists already. Some laptops have it already today, but it's a bit clunky and, mm. you know, it's not great. But I thought, now that it's out there, you know, how, how difficult would it be to maybe scale it? Obviously, that, that small it has to be something on, on, on your face. But how about you put that on a, on a bigger telly or, or on your monitor to then, you know, kind of stop using keyboard and mouse? Mouse, yeah. And I thought... If, if that can be scaled out, that'll be amazing. I mean, I know the, because obviously we've all watched the videos that have been on YouTube. And, and the good thing is that you and I are sitting here talking about it, but we are the majority. It's only the very few people in the world that have actually had hands on with it. So our opinions are kind of as valid as anybody else's. We've watched a lot of videos. Yeah. And the one, well, there was a couple of things that came through loud and clear was the reality of the experience, but also the lack of latency. Apparently that eye tracking is just it's yeah. blinking quick isn't it and yeah. I don't say that as an expletive but you, yeah, yeah. you look at it and it's working yeah it's crazy and, and, and I've been looking a lot into into the into how that's working and what the tech is behind it because it's only been possible because of the the manufacturing changes that, that have happened uh, it's, there's something called um, wafer level optical something right. WLO and it's just crazy because you know without that they wouldn't be able to, to make as many um, and probably not as cheap mm. So they clearly had to wait for this to be available for it to now to be there. And, and as you say, you know, but because it's so close to, to the silicon, you know, the reaction is, is instant and it's just amazing. Um, I'm talking out of my bum here, but I, I'd love to. We're used to it. <laughs> Can we notice a difference? 
I, I think I think it's good to understand right how how it's, it's all put together because there's so much tech in there that again as a, as an enthusiast I'm like this is yeah really cool. What happens for us in well I was gonna say Europe but outside of America I don't quite understand because of course it's only available in America to start with so I don't know if that means if you bother to fly over to America if we get a date whether you can put I, one on pre-release. I'm a hundred percent getting one over. I don't I don't care how. I mean I remember getting the Google Glass over when I wasn't even doing videos and that cost me two and a half grand. Yeah, uh, to get from America and um, yeah, smuggled it from. I mean, I know we haven't got a, a, <laughs> an exact date yet, but I'm guessing probably March time sounds reasonable. I know it's early next year. It's not going yeah. to thought January, February. It is a shame is if, if it's not global, right? I mean, we don't know yet, but it, they did say states only. States, yeah, yeah, they said states only. Oh god! So th it's going to cause that clamour nearer the time. And I, I mean, it's is it even going to work over here? I mean, well, I, yeah, it's just Wi-Fi, great, right? But if it's some sort of regional. I, that's true, actually, yeah. I suppose before buying one and bringing it in, you need to check out that it is actually going to function over here as mm. well. And it, it does make me laugh, the kind of game that we're into, because we get, well, there's Google I.O. and then, of course, WWDC, two big events, and we get this huge peak of news. Everyone's making videos, and suddenly we're all scratching around again, okay, what's there to talk about? Because the, the odd thing with WWDC, there wasn't really much to buy after it. There's no, not a lot there. There's, there's three a lot of things, expensive stuff, but not... Not a lot for a consumer level. I mean, there was no, a lot so of pro level stuff. MacBook Air, we'll get into in a minute. Yeah. And there was the new Mac Studio and the Mac Pro. And the Mac Studio was exactly the same just with the M2 Ultra. And yeah. the Mac Pro was the same old Mac Pro, as same as the Mac Studio, just in a bigger chassis. Honestly, I, I, I really, I haven't watched a lot of videos because I'm, I'm, at the back of my mind, I'm thinking maybe I'll, I'll get a, a studio myself just to, to try mm. it. But I'm thinking, what is it that, that you need today, you know, for any work that you can't do on an M2 Ultra Mac Studio. Because I'm thinking 192 gig of RAM. Yeah, max. yeah, up to yeah. Well, I mean, my yeah, one's got that's, that's insane. 32 gigs on, and that only stumbles occasionally, yeah. and even then with only very heavy After Effects plugins and so on. You have to be really pushing it, right? And, and I'm thinking, obviously, random farms and, and, and people working in studios that, that are producing, you know, high-end sort of visual effects and stuff. Yeah. Hollywood-level stuff. It's that use case, I understand. But I'm not sure, like, as a sole professional, someone who is maybe just running a, a, an yeah. ad agency or whatever. You know, and I guess we count as sort of semi-professional the, the, what we're doing. Producing videos every week, right? Yeah. 4K videos, you know, multiple layers. I, I, visual I heard effects. somebody say yeah. that the, the Mac Pro is really just to try and watch it's only made for James Cameron to try and watch him melt down to see how many more effects he can put into a movie. That's the only person pretty much in the world who yeah, needs it. Underwater, in space now or something, like to, to really drive it. So like you, I was tempted. On, on the day when it was all sort of put into the store on the website, I thought, shall I get the M2 MacBook Air? Uh, sorry, the, yeah, the, the, the 15-inch M2 yeah. MacBook Air. And I bought the M2 13 last year and I undenied, I had it in the shopping basket and I've pulled back as I thought, I just can't see how to make content out of no. it. And, and remember before the event, we were talking about this very device. My view was, if it's the M2 chip on the 15 I'm going to find it. I'm going to put this on really, Twitter and yeah. just put it on repeat play. Alex said he's not getting one if it's the M2. I've got it on the <laughs> podcast. It's there. You cannot walk away from your digital history. I said I'd probably not, not use one, but I'll probably get one for content. But I think, it's, I don't see really much of the point because soon, I mean, we're, we're mu we must be getting close to an M3, M3, M3 yeah. chip. And I think an, an, a MacBook Air with M3 chip would probably be the best buy. Um, 
performance-wise and, and whatnot. If you're only getting a bigger display, then I'm thinking, you know, shouldn't you go for the Mac Pro? Because at the price that you... Well, exactly. Once you get the, the MacBook Air at a useful level... And I'm, yeah, with you know, 512 and the 10 core. Not even 512, but just 16 gig. Right? The, the 512, I have an argument for, no, for, for sticking with 256, actually, uh, depending on what you do. But I think m most people will be okay with 256 and using external storage. External and cloud, yeah. But um, yeah, you're getting, you're getting close to a price where a MacBook Pro would make more sense. Yeah, and you're heavier, getting ports. More cores and whatnot. But, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm struggling with the, with the use case for the 15-inch. I think it's going to be an amazing laptop. Oh, it's going to sell so much. Um, but yeah. I mean, I think they've been canny because all the figures that I'm seeing are saying that globally, manufacturers of laptops are struggling at the moment. Post-pandemic, people bought everything they could during lockdown and, and sales are slumping. So clearly, Apple needed to do something to spice things up a little bit. I get why they did it. And it is going to be a tremendously good seller. But, I, you know, I just don't, from my point of view, I couldn't think of reason to buy it. And equally, when the embargo lifted, which was as recording this Tuesday of this week, suddenly two o'clock UK, we get bang, 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 bang. You know, it's like, there, yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a few people now, I won't bother mentioning names, but I just don't watch because they're going to be sycophantic and everything about it's going to be brilliant. But then there was two people I'll call out, Peter McKinnon and Marquez. They both made about only six or seven minute videos. Marquez filled half of that. And that's, um, that's a lie, but he filled a good few minutes of it just with Geekbench. Now Marquez never does Geekbench. So it shows he's looking just to yeah, pad it not out. much to talk about. Yeah, and, and Peter um, was actually yeah using saw, it for a few minutes in a cafe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, he managed to do two two Mac. He did the studio and the air in six minutes, didn't he? Yeah. and barely talked about them, which kind of said. So I think you know, it, yes, if you need a Mac, it's going to be good, and we know they're good at yeah whatever yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, I I did I did a lot of content on the M2 MacBook Air, the 13 inch last year. But, and I used it and I did like a few day in the lives, like a day in yeah. the life of, of a student. That yeah. was a really popular video and really pushed it with coding stuff and, and doing a lot simultaneously on a 16 gig. Because mm. there was a lot of noise. I don't know if you remember about the 256 yeah, version right. and yeah, it's going to yeah, blow yeah. up and yeah. all that sensation. I'm glad that didn't happen this time around. I haven't seen anyone saying, don't buy this or don't buy that because it's going to blow up. Um, so I'm going to do a similar thing with, with the 15 inch. I don't really see, I don't really expect it to be that different. So you are um, picking one up just to make content on or do you think you'll end up keeping it? I'll make a decision once I've used it. Is it on uh, its way? My, my intention, just, you know, for full disclosure, uh, is going to be, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll use it for a few, for a couple of weeks, do a review and then send it back because I, I don't really need it. Now of interest, again, I, I, I want to discuss, I'll discuss it now. The, the returns policy with Apple, is it as good as gold? I know so many content creators do it. Is it as simple as use it for a couple of weeks, pack it up and ship it back? I, I'm doing YouTube wrong, right? Because I, I was, I was, I wanted to do that with the M2 Mac uh, iPad Air, and I missed it. Eventually, they were quite understanding. And you get 14 back. days, don't you? 14 days. Uh, I missed that one. The MacBook Air itself, uh, I was going to return it, never did because I liked it. Both of my Mac Minis, yeah, I, I intended to send it back after a review, but I didn't. I Which kept it. I guess kind of explains why Apple are good at. It. They know that once you get your hands on it, you're more than likely not going to if send you're, it back. If you're dumb like me, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I should be, I should be more like, I don't use the Mac Minis that much anymore. How many I, Macs have you got here at the moment then? I've got two Mac Minis, um, one MacBook Pro and one MacBook Air. Yeah, so not, not that many. But, <laughs> Just the four. <laughs> yeah, exactly, for one person. <laughs> yeah. And, and a couple of iPads. Yeah, it's, 
I wonder if the M3 might get put into the iMac first of all. That could happen because that's yeah, been out a long time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the DM. You haven't got an iMac? No, you haven't got an iMac, no. They, there's an old iMac. Yes, yeah, so not one of the new. Like a 2006 one. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. No, no so I didn't buy one of the, the new iMacs, the M iMacs. And I'm thinking maybe if they mm. go M3, that would be an interesting one. But out of the products that were released just recently, I was more tempted with the studio. Again, maybe as a tryout, just to put it up against my MacBook Pro and see. Yeah, I mean, those, I, I see them as. You know, maybe it's just me, but I think they're more a cosmetic Mac, right? To be on display somewhere nice mm. in the kitchen or something mm. um, in a nice office. But I, I just don't really see them as being, you know, machines that you buy to, for, for a lot of hard processing work. Mm. They're capable though, right? They're, they're, now they're, with these M chips. That's like, the thing. Yeah. I mean, whatever you buy now, in, in, you're rarely going to push it. And we're now talking about such tiny incremental improvements. Something the M3, you know, hopefully with the three nanometer chips, right? Gosh, I can't imagine the, how much more processing we can, we can do. Now, you're Samsung boys. So what's going to happen come iPhone season? What's going to happen there for Alex? Are you going to be getting the iPhone 15? I'm definitely getting the iPhone 15. Whether I keep it or not is the question, <laughs> right? Because you're still happy don't forget, Samsung there's lately. Also, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not regretting one bit um, because I, I was personally having quite a lot of issues with the iPhone. Mm -hmm. um, but I also used the iPhone since those bad boys was around. I'm just pointing I out. I just the saw that first. first They're um, so small, aren't they? 4S. I think this is the 3GS. Wow. They are. I mean, did we really use these? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? How 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 tiny they are. If you put it next to the Mini, the Mini is massive. Uh, they are gorgeous. But yeah, I, I just got bored of iOS, mm. frankly. You know, mm. it's, it's been not a lot of changes, just incremental. I mean, it's a very smooth and great experience. But if you use something for that long, like 15 years or something. You want something, you know, decent to write and, and I had used Android before. I think 2015, I had a go at the S6 Edge from Samsung. You know, it was nice, but I put it back and went back to Apple. Uh, because Android at the time, wasn't really that smooth and there was a lot of security. Oh, so they've done well. a lot of catching up whereas Apple's kind of You'd slowed down. You'd be surprised. Down. I mean, it, yeah, which is what took me by surprise. I think the S21 Ultra a couple of years ago was the first one that I thought, wow, you know, these guys have, have moved on. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, what yeah. we should talk about at some point is you send me an old Samsung to try, because I've never used an Android. You should send me one to try for a week or something. I'll see yeah. how we should make content on that because I've never touched one to see yeah. how I'd get on with it. But speaking of OS, of course, you've jumped into the deep, dark depths of betas, haven't you? You've put oh, on yeah, no, iPad. I always do that. And I think as a, as a tech content creator, is you've got to have one or two devices around that are your beta, your beta testers because you want to be, you know, testing things out and seeing what's broken and what's not. So yeah, the Mac um, Air has, has the Sonoma 14. Which is basically just widgets. Is that right? Don't know. I haven't used it a lot yet. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks nice and they've changed the UI a little bit. So far, so good. But yeah, I haven't really tested it. And you got on with the iPad as well, haven't you? One of the iPads is on, on beta. And yeah, I haven't done it on the on the, on the 13 mini because that's my only iPhone and I don't want to brick it. But I think that's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's important to do because you've got you to be, sometimes there might, might be good, good content from, mm, from it as mm. well. So I mean, look, this is coming or, or whatever. And linking back to the iPads, of course, you made a video recently about Final Cut on an iPad. Have yeah. you used it at all since? I mean, it, it, were the problems that we talked about on the last podcast just 
problems, hurdles too big to get over in real life? I've, I've used it a couple of times, but you know, I couldn't really edit a video, one of my videos on it. I can see how some creators might find it useful and doable. And I think in my video, I mentioned this, if you never use Final Cut Pro in your life, that, that version on the iPad is awesome. But there are other, other options out there that actually can give you more, right? So, um, but Apple don't need to do a lot. I think if Apple enables SSD, like using external SSD on Final Cut, that will get a lot of people, I mean, including myself, a little bit more, like I can now properly use this. If they add also the, the ability to move projects between Mac that and, was the, and the iPad. That was the main problem I saw. That would be the cherry on the cake for me. And I'll probably, yeah. be, you know, stop moaning about it. But those are the two things that I thought, these are major gotchas that, you know, that's what I said in my video. But I think if, if, I, if I take my use case out of the picture, which is 4K, 10-bit, you know, for, kind of really high-end uh, 4K footage. If I just take, you know, any 4K footage that, that is not, that heavy on, on on files, yeah, the iPad will be great for, for editing. And you can, you know, all these nice cool things that you can do with the pen as well, you know, those things are, are really cool and they are different today, which, you know, in content creation, that, 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 that has a counts. lot of value. Yeah. So I suppose if we sort of begin to swing around to content creation land now, because I think we covered virtually everything went on WWDC, the OS is and yeah, the I had enough of talking about Apple. So let's talk about. I think I think <laughs> folks actually oddly enjoy talking to us about sort of behind the curtains of what's been going on. So yeah, well you've had a bit of a month of it, really. Let's talk about brand deals, brand, shall we? Yeah, brand was, deals. I woke up to a couple of tweets of yours, and uh, you caused a bit of a stir. And a lot of creators got right behind you as well. Mm -hmm. I know one of our guests, Pete, was really good and immediately got on and supported you. Oh yeah, gosh. So yeah. right, building up to. A brand deal then. Presumably there's a few emails go back and forth and you begin to establish your rates, what they want, whether it's integrated, whether it's a fully dedicated video. The difference being that's just a mid-ad roll or a full video all about a certain product. They chose to go with this dedicated video. Yeah, so, th so the story was, I mean, in most cases, uh, you work on a, on a bit of a trust relationship, right? You are, you know, a starting No money up front. No money up front. Um, that, that, that whole experience have changed my approach a little bit, but we'll talk about that uh, in a bit. Let's tell the story about, you know, what happened. Mm, <laughs> uh, th there's been various points in the story that I thought, you know, that should have been a, a warning or that oh, should have been. So looking you know, back, you looking saw. Looking back, I thought, yeah, that, that, now, that, now that I see, you know, what happened, it could have been dealt with me quite quickly up front by maybe, you know, having a strong agreement in place. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of back and forth on emails. Yes. You know, a contract was established, but very woolly words around it. So, you know, so let's go go back. So you get approached, the brand said, okay, I've got this product. You look at the product and go, well, that's actually a nice product. And I, and I found a use case for it. I found a video for it. But this brand and a lot of brands, especially smaller brands, insist all the time on, on getting you to create a dedicated video. That's like an eight to 10 minute video, maybe 12 minutes of you just talking about this one product. If your channel is about that product, great, fantastic. That's like, you know, that's what you do every Heaven week. Sent, yeah. uh, but if your channel is not about that, that sort of product, it makes it really hard because your audience, they're not going to click on a video. And, and I, you know, openly said to them, I recommend you do a sponsored segment in a popular video of mine. Uh, you know, I'll mention your product, I'll use it, your yeah. product. 
but the video won't be about your product. You know, you you have a sponsored segment in in the video, and and that's what I normally do for a lot of my my sponsored content. Um, and actually, I was gonna take probably, you know, forty percent of what they were offering me for the dedicated video. So I'm losing money by yeah. doing the the, the smaller. But suggesting segment. what's better for them with your experience. But I'm thinking, you know. There's, there's a potential here for a long-term relationship, you know. So instead of looking at it as a one-time deal that will get, will get you a lot of money, I'm thinking, right? Well, if they like this and it sells, they'll come back, right? Mm. And you do another one in in a, in a couple of months' time, or when they launch a new version of the product, you, you do another. So that's how I think how, how I was thinking, long-term. And and they're like, no, we want a dedicated video. And they're probably expecting, you know, because they're looking at my videos, the popular videos, and they're going, yeah, there's a hundred thousand views here, hundred thousand views there, three hundred thousand views here. You know, but they don't. They don't see that the content that is getting those views is, is not about that, that product, product or anything close to those. So um, anyway, I said, "Look, fine. If that's what you want, that's what you want. But you know, you're not gonna get any views." And I told them that. And you know, lo and behold, you know, I published the video, send them the invoice, and they were a little bit, yeah. Hang on, your video is not performing well, Alex. Um, you know, we, we'll pay you. If you do another two video, two dedicated videos, <laughs> so they're trying to, we'll pay you fifty percent now, right? And we'll pay you the other fifty percent when you do two more Ooh. extra videos. That was never discussed, Ooh. right? And I was like, oh, hang on. So suddenly no. they're throwing in performance metrics where it yeah. never been mentioned. And I was polite. I said, look, I don't do that. And and by the way, without them asking, out of my own, because I thought, yes, the video is performing really badly. Even for, even now, I th I thought it was going to be bad, but not that bad. Um, it not even got a thousand views yet, I don't think. Um, so I said, look, so I thought to myself, I want to make this work. So I did a short video to boost and, and obviously link into the, mm. to the long mm. form. That didn't get, I think that got 500 views as well. But, you know, so clearly no one is interested in this crap and, you know, it's just a dead product. Mm. Mm. Um, but I told them, so look, I, I did something additional for you. It's just not working. But what we agreed on you know, needs to I've be done, honored. I've yeah. done my bit. You need to pay me now. They're like, no, we'll pay you 50%. They kept going on. 68 emails I counted of me back and forth Which you can do over time. two weeks. Eventually, I got to a point where I said, look, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to have to go public and I'm going to share all of this detail publicly. So I'm going to mention your brand on Twitter, you know, and the creator community is a very small space, you know, as, as we know. You know, people will know about mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And they continue to ignore oh, Alex, we're not, not paying you. We just want to pay you when you do more work. It's like, <laughs> what? You know, yeah, like, oh, ever mentioned? Yeah, it's not at least those. doing this. Uh, so they're so trying to grab you by them, weren't they? And swing you around until you weakened. And so like, eventually I say, like, you've got 24 hours. If I don't see the money in my account on this day, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Almost like a Liam Neeson, I'm going to find you. <laughs> and I'm going to, yeah. So, <laughs> so they didn't pay me. So I went on Twitter, you know, it's like I had a couple of coffees that morning. Right. Got sparky. And basically shared the whole thing. It's like, I don't care if people, you know, know. Because I made some mistakes, right? And and those mistakes were, I trusted them too much. Because I trust every brand. I mm. never asked anyone to pay me in advance, you know, and never had that sort of problem before. Well, I had I had chasing app and I had issues, people being late and uh, people paying me like three, four but weeks late. Threatening you but they were never saying, no, we're not paying you. Unless. Can you do more videos so, so we can pay you? It's like, yeah. okay. Um, so yeah, you know, but the community on Twitter, the tech community really came through. I noticed oh that. Oh my gosh. I mean, that, that tweet got 
50,000 views at one point. The brand on the Saturday emailed me saying, please delete the tweet. We're going to pay you on Monday. And I was like, no, no. When the money hits my account, I'll consider deleting the tweet. Yeah. But until that happens, you know, no, you need leverage you're on giving them. me no reason to trust you anymore. Mm. But they were desperate. Oh, we, we held an emergency meeting. Can you please delete? We're going to pay you on Monday. It's like, had hey, you seen other creators make any content money. for that account, for that company? <laughs> Had you seen any other creators work with them? Yeah. And one of them actually reached out and said, I've had the same problem. So they got form. Yeah. And, and one of the nicest creators out there, right? Uh, Pete, I think we you had him on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did something that was, that was amazing, right? Because he, he, he was in conversations with this brand and he immediately said to the brand, because of what you've done to Alex, I'm now canceling. I'm not, not working with you. And the brand sent me that email from Pete to me saying, look, look what you're doing, right? It's like, I'm not doing this. You've done this to yourself, right? And um, it's regretful that I had to go to that, to that point. I, I hate doing it. And I had to do it before, you know, with a brand that sent me fake views to my channel once. But, you know. They sent, put fake views on? Yeah. Oh. So it was a, it was a, it was a decent product as well. It was like a software product. And um, another friend of ours, uh, Patrick Rambles, also did a review and had the same situation. So we were both at the time, you know, being, the, the brand in the, in the end claimed innocence and they said that they used an agency and the agency sent some bots to boost the views. The views yeah. And, you know, it was very random. It was like the, the video was dying and we were like, okay, well, we knew it would. Uh, but then all of a sudden, like 10,000 views, exactly 10,000 views in one day and then, and then died again. It's like, what the hell was that? It's like, um, initially I thought, amazing. Like, the algorithm found me. <laughs> but no, it was, it was bots. And YouTube has zero tolerance on that stuff. Yeah. So I was really like... You got to get this I deleted off. the video completely. Yeah. I was like, I'm not, there's no conversation in, at that point. When, you, when I thought this is malicious, well, not malicious, but... You know it, what you're doing. It, it was dodgy. I was like, okay, that's out. Um, Speaking of the algorithm, something funny popped up yesterday. Again, somebody else we've had on iCave Dave. He, I, I was working away yesterday morning and I saw these couple of messages come on my phone, all sort of YouTube-y things. And he said, thanks YouTube for giving me this. And it was a short I made back in February. And the short was definitely not getting the headset at WWDC. And they put that video onto his homepage yesterday. I mean, thanks, YouTube. That was kind of you. I look an idiot and he gets <laughs> crap content on his homepage. So sometimes it just goes to show the algorithm, as clever as it is, just doesn't quite know. What, but the, the, a funny thing with shorts is you did call this. I, I've not had anything go massive, massive, but I'll make a short, it does nothing. And it's suddenly, bang, out of the blue, it'll just pop, you know, gain four, five, six hundred views. Yeah, don't get disheartened by shorts. I mean, I've, I've deleted shorts before, but now my, my approach it. to it has been Leave fire it. and forget. Leave it. Yeah. Don't think what, about what's it. What's your take? Uh, I think we've both done it both ways, actually, shorts. Part of me thought the nature of shorts should be very much running gun, grab it, shoot it, upload, no editing, take them what they are. And then I did one yesterday because the product I had sent arrived yesterday was the Beats, you know, the transparent new Beats studio. Full disclosure, they sound crap, but th that's my video done. Don't bother watching it. They, they sound crap. <laughs> but anyway, I'll try and make it really slightly more it. scientific. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a short video. Um, maybe I'll use some Geekbench on headphones. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, I made an, a better video on a short yesterday. But then one that I did absolutely no editing on, completely outgunned it. Yeah, it, it's crazy how it works. There's no science to it, in my view. It's just whatever. If people are not swiping away and they're watching it, basically, right? I think it's, it's, it's a secret. But I'm... 
I'm not freed from the urge to edit shorts. Um, I got to a point where I'm caring less about them, but I still like to film using my camera. Um, my camera is on the cage and I just flip it on the, on so the hook. Yeah. So at least, you know, I can record it with, with the camera. I just find it really hard to, to film with, with a mobile phone. But most shorts, shorts that, blew up, that blow up are just people you know, walking. No, no care for the editing whatsoever. It's just, it's a nice little thing, right? Yeah. Um, the one I either did the best, the quickest was when I was in London and I was on the tube and there was a guy doing some card tricks. I just said to him, do you mind if I take any? No. And that just 5,000 million seconds. Yeah. 30 seconds, upload, done. No title, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, right? And that's, that's the problem. I mean, a lot of people initially with shorts created a, a shorts channel. Mm. Um, I just, yeah, I couldn't be bothered. I, I think I just need to find a style. I think that, that works. That doesn't break too much away from from what the channel is about. So I think it would obviously still be tech, but I can't go too far with like something that would be viral. Yeah. Because tech content is you know, it's not really not viral that nature. Content. So then the other thing we were going to begin talking about was um, kind of finding your own voice and style. That's this is such a good point, right? Now, this is yeah. something you and I had a little bit of chat about before we were recording. And yeah. Even though I'm kind of oh, coming up to two years in, it'll be two years in September, I'm still struggling. You know, my subs are still really low and, you know, my video views vary, but they're still, I haven't had any that go ridiculously well. So now, as you do with this thing, you spend hours sleepless at night questioning yourself and what you're doing wrong. And I think that's probably a good place to start. You can't blame the algorithm. You can't no, blame the viewers. Is, it has yeah. to be on you, doesn't it? Yeah. And I read something decent yesterday or a couple of days ago, just at the right point in time. It said, if, if you keep uploading, doing the same thinking, thinking the next one will do well, think again. Mm. So then I began to think, well, what can I do? And, and I began to sort of look at myself critically. And I know we spoke about it on the last podcast and I'm, I've been relying too heavily on, on the auto cue. Right. And I thought, okay, what I'm doing is losing any character that I've got. Yeah. So this week I did an absolute, I broke all the rules I would normally do. It's a video that popped just about my feelings on, on Apple Vision. And, and there was no editing, a couple of jump cuts, but nothing. There was no B-roll in 15 minutes. No B-roll. Right. And it's performing okay. And I think the lesson, and I did no tags. There was no metadata. The thumbnail actually took longer than usual with us because yeah. I, I thought I needed to sell it. Right. But I, I, I didn't timestamp it. All the things that normally take that extra few hours after you finish, you know. Yeah. I didn't do any of that. And it's done okay, which makes me think, okay, Maybe I need to focus. This is what I think I do best is talk. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to come here today because it's so much nice and doing it over video yeah. just to feel somebody else's energy. So I thought, well, maybe just talk to the camera. Don't read. Maybe that's the way forward. I think having the balls to find your own voice and your own style is important, right? Yeah, and, and, and people are so, I mean, humans are you know, so clever, right? We, we look through some, I mean, when you watch a video, whether it's yourself or watching someone else's video, you can tell when the person is being themselves when they're forcing it, it's, it comes across, right? Yeah. And I remember my, my, my first 100 videos, you know, I was very much, uh, and we were talking about this earlier, right? I was trying to impress people in the community. Maybe, That's exactly right? it. Say, right, look at this intro that I've done. Look at these effects that I put in. Look exactly that. But when you came to my delivery, it was shit, yeah. you know? And, and looking back at it now, I was like, who was trying? My, my, my audience is who I need to impress. My audience are, are subscribing or, or wanting to see my videos because of my opinions or because of my take on something rather than the, the editing. I mean, those things are nice to, to have, but 
being authentic and being that is, is, is the cliche thing, right? Being yourself. It comes through when you're not. Yeah, it does. And there's this age old thing when anyone says about getting into tech YouTube and people say, oh, is the space too crowded? You keep hearing this trite phrase thrown back, you know, because it's your voice. Only you tell your story your way. Yeah. And that probably needs to be heard more than you recognize. You, there is plenty of space out there, but as long as you don't try to do it in somebody else's way. And I've been guilty of that. And it was exactly what you said a minute ago. I wanted to impress people with how well I could edit. So I decided, right, I was going to go Billy Big Bollocks and just throw the kitchen sink at it and show what I could do. And you know, it takes 25, 30 hours to make a video like that, but the editing is huge. Try not Massive to laugh the, uh, Billy Big And I was, yeah, I was, I was trying to, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a sequel to Billy Elliot. It's when it all goes wrong for him. <laughs> it's, it's when I find I can't do anything on YouTube, so I start dancing in local pubs. But um, yeah, it, it, you, I, I realized I was trying to impress the wrong people. I was trying to impress the editors out there that might be watching and somebody like Premier Pro, audience, but- What do you want to see? And- and let, let the audience guide you. I mean, obviously don't be a hundred percent guided that way because then, you know, you're not being creative, but yeah, yeah. I, I find it a lot, you know, a lot of people are trying to impress the community on Twitter, for example. Exactly or, you know, that. And it's, yeah, that's yeah. the wrong approach, I think. Yeah, and, and it, it, it was weird doing it, but it was equally cathartic because I felt at the end, I didn't, that night I shot it, I didn't even take my lights with me. I'd written a blog about it, it early in the day. And then I was sat, sitting doing something else. And I thought, you know what? That, there was actually some interesting points in there. So all I did was make some bullet points. And I had a vague idea in my head of what I was going to talk about. And then I just set the camera up. Even the lighting wasn't well, perfect. Yeah. I mean, it is your strength, right? You, you've got, you, you're articulate. I could never do it. And I've tried. I've tried. There was a few videos in my, in my early days where I thought I can't keep reading. I know mm. I'm sounding robotic, but that's the best I could do. I mean, mm. I can now free roll a little bit but I'm not to the point where, you know, I have a few bullet points. I, I would love to get to a point where I've got five or six bullet points and I free roll the entire thing because that's when I'm being Your myself. Comes if you out. met me down the pub, the conversation would flow that way. Yeah. But in a video where, you know, you're trying to, to you know, cram thing in, things in into 10 minute packages, I find it difficult. My brain is too scattered. You know, it goes all over the place and I'm thinking in my Portuguese head as well. It's like, how, how am I going to, or Brazilian Portuguese, how, you know, how am I going to translate this all the time? And yeah. I didn't pronounce that right. And then you're, you're, you're constantly evaluating, you know, did I say that right? Did, did that sound that, that died? Um, <laughs> one camera down, one still hopefully. Yeah, running. it's fine. We've got one, We've got the, two the, main, the main angle is to go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think def, that is definitely the right approach, you know, kind of relax. And if you've got that strength of not needing the prompter, Absolutely, go yeah. for it. And then maybe, maybe you know, shave things in the edit when you think, okay, I waffled on a little yeah, bit Yeah, I went on too long. But because you're more fluid, you know, talking, just just use that to your strength. Well, again, it, it, it all sort of dovetailed this week into a, a little mini perfect storm for me because I read that tweet and then I start getting comments. Really, you probably had this happen. It was a video I posted maybe two months ago. It's done okay for me. Three odd thousand views, which for me is not bad. And... Good string of comments. You commented on when I first put it up. It's on the studio display. And then suddenly this week, all I was getting was comments, the music's too loud. The music's too loud. And I thought, no, piss off, it's not. I wouldn't let that slip. You go back and watch it. And of course, once you've had a few voices, you begin to think, oh, maybe I should have ducked it a bit more. But then I began, one guy, and I actually made a deal with him. Don't know who, never seen him before. And he said, it's a shame because I think you've got a really good story to tell, but the music has put me off. So I said, I'll make your deal. You do my views, okay? You go back and watch the whole video for me. And I'll promise you, I'll go dry. I'll not use music beds on review videos. 
And he said, that sound, you know, we actually had the, I tried to take it on the chin rather than just bristling. Think, oh, I know best, no, it's, it's my video. to listen, right? Like, like I said, maybe one comment and someone who's like out of 100,000, yeah. one person said, okay. But if there's a couple there and you go, hang on, maybe maybe I should go and yeah. revisit. And, and I have that problem actually with music because I love putting music in my videos. Um, in Premiere, and this is getting a bit techy now, but mm. this, this podcast so, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is free, I think right? actually people enjoy our techy talk. Yeah, so. so there's a video and I'll, and I'll share the link so you can share with people because it's by Gerald Undone oh, yeah. and it's on Adobe Premiere Pro and how to include music without overlapping too much with the voice. And that's like frequency. I mean, he's amazing, right? That's like the right frequency levels to put the music yeah. on. So it's not just slam the music and turn the volume down. That's not it. Unfortunately, Final Cut, that's all I can do. My, my skills stop at there. Mm. In Premiere, there was different ways of doing it. And if you watch this video by Gerald Undone, uh, you know, oh, the, I'd love the, to exact, watch that, the exact amount of... Yeah, he's notching out. So, so your voice frequencies are not uh, competing with the music tone. And it's, you know, you can have both then, you know, playing along nicely. Um, but yeah, I, I do have the problem myself and people have commented before. Saying, oh, you've had it as well. I love your video, but the music is overbearing in this, in this moment. And I use, uh, I don't use just one tune. I use like yeah, three that's or right. four. Yeah, 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 same. But yeah, I, I just... I, I don't see myself not using music, but I, I'd love to find a, a balance. And in Premiere, there's a, that, that well, really Of course, works. in Premiere, you've got the complete, basically, you've got a, a, almost a mini version of Audition. A, of course, you've got the dynamic length straight back to Audition yeah, anyway. So yeah. I'm sure you probably know this, but if you're editing a video- you can right click and edit in Go audition, to Audition. Yeah. And then by the time you hit save and go back to Premiere, it's done. So you've got the full suite available to you. But equally, you've got the track mixer in Premiere, which lets you do, you can put, a, a fair amount in there and you've got the essential sound panel which is absolutely awesome yeah. as well but I, even though in my favour I still balls up yeah. so. <laughs> I mean Final Cut does have equalizers, and you can probably do that but I'm too lazy and I need someone like Gerald and Dan to do a video explaining how to do that in Final Cut uh, because I just thought yeah that really works for me uh, to, to get the music to a point where people didn't well they notice it but it's it's you know it goes together with the voice um and if anybody listening, watching this uses Motion Array, check your emails because they're doing a month of, it's a con month length competition. Do you use Motion Array? No, I don't. Uh, I use Motion VFX. So uh, Motion Array that I use for a lot of, you know, the templates and overlays and so on. Anyway, they're doing this month long uh, competition. You just have to send them in each week content saying what of their effects you've used. And there's quite a nice bundle to be won. So if you use okay. Motion Array, check out your emails or go onto their website. It's really simple. I did it last week. You know, there's some lighting to win. I think there's some interfaces and some microphones. So there's some nice stuff. They so, should be sponsoring us. Well, yeah, yeah, I wish. <laughs> that was a nice ad. Yeah, I wish. I wish. Um, so uh, I'm following on from the podcast show, by the way. Hi on Microphones have actually said they are definitely going to send me some mics through. Nice. To review, which I'd love doing because audio is, I really enjoy audio. Um, if you turn a blind eye, I might actually nick your road roadcaster pro 2 that might be gone <laughs> yeah. by the end yeah sure i do need is it, another is it, is it sm7 <laughs> yeah no it's not but um, my so point. then following on from talking about strengths and this is something i've been thinking about and i mentioned to you and your eyes lit up um i was saying about going live oh yeah now i've done some looking into it i know everything on youtube can be monetized so the way that as a creator we often make money from youtube in a a sort of regular length, 10 minute video, whatever, is through the ads that they place or sponsored videos, dedicated videos. When they pay you. 
if, if they pay. <laughs> well, it depends how much work you do, honestly, Alex. I mean, you've got to up your game, man. You Fair can't enough. just expect to do one yeah. video. It's, times are changing. It's post-COVID. We've all got to work harder. Um, so long form interests me because, again, it gets back to kind of what I can do, which is just sit and talk crap. Because I, I, I guess most people might know I used to do radio for the best part of 10, 11 years. And so you get used to timing your speech. You get used to speaking at a nice cadence working to ads and all that, you get kind of used to it. And, and also the confidence of just opening your mic and talking and not. So I thought this is all to do with what you and I have talked, because sometimes Alex and I talk a lot in between podcasts and sometimes not at all. It depends how busy we are, what we're up to. But it's always good. We know if it's a really shit morning, we can just get onto telegr Telegram and just sort of go, blah, 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 you know, what are you doing? If I respond with one word or just an emoji, you know, <laughs> I'm having a bad day. <laughs> but then it, it was again, getting back to this thing of strengths. I thought, okay, let's talk long form. Have you done, sorry, live? Have you done any live streams? Let, let's put it this way. I haven't done enough. I think 2022, I've done six and that was my target for the year. This year, I've done maybe two and I never regret doing them because- You did one straight after WWDC, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, uh, was it after, yeah, after yeah. ProVision. Uh, is, is the best way, I think, to engage, especially for me, because you know, my videos are all scripted. I can't do it if it's not scripted. I do free roll a little bit here and there. Mm. Most of my videos are scripted. I just found the live stream to be more relaxed. I can sit back and just talk about stuff that I enjoy, listen to the comments, answer questions, get, get people engaged, right? And that's so, such a better way. And I'm getting better at it, um, but I, I, I think I need to do more to get even, I mean, I'd love to do you know, run competitions live because, you know, I was scared of doing that in the last one. I was like, I'm going to do a giveaway, but I, I didn't have the, you know, the multitasking ability to go, All right, I'm going to do this and be live and not sound like an idiot. So, but yeah, I guess the more you do of it, the better. Mm. But every time I do it, there's great feedback from it, whether I'm by myself or with someone else. I've done it with Patrick, Patrick and, um, uh, uh, gosh, Patrick and Kevin, We've done Patrick, We've done a few with um, uh, three of us or four of us talking about WWDC pre-event or pre-Apple event or whatever that might be. Mark Ellis as well. And, and I, I just think, you know, why not do more? And, and So I've been batting the idea around. You reckon it's something I should have a dabble at? Can you, can, do, have any of yours earned any money out yeah. of them? Yeah, I mean, people are lovely, you know, and when they see you live, they, they feel more kind of, maybe more engaged yeah. and, and sort of feel kind of, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I never ask for it, but you know, that you always get a donation, mm -hmm. at least one or two donations. And that's, that's lovely, right? Cause it, it, in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to obviously pay, pay your bills, but I think it's more of a, as a community thing. They again. feel that you, you're giving something back to them and that it's, it's, it's of value. Mm. Um, again, another cliche there, right? But I'm just, I'm just having a good time talking about tech and, and, People feel well. You know. I, I, it really surprised me because I did my first live with Marcus. We basically watched WWDC together. We had to punt a chance when the headset was going to be unveiled. But the reason I wanted to do it was so that for posterity, his reaction for all the work we've done, when the moment he first saw it, yeah. he, and I've got it, and I put it as a picture on Twitter. If you look at my Twitter, you'll oh, find right, it. Yeah. And he was just, yes, you know, because he, he so nearly got it right. It was priceless. But equally, that earlier that afternoon, I thought, well, I just need to test it all out. So I went on thinking it'd just be for 10 minutes just to check the mic was okay, levels. Blow me down. I had about 30 or 40 people watching. People I'd never heard of. It. And YouTube, you said YouTube really pushes they it. Like, I mean, they like as it. As soon as they? you go live, it, it, almost for all your subs, it will show on their recommended because you know it's live. And, and I see that when people that I follow mm. go live. You know, mm. I see them 
straight away. It's like, oh, I'll watch it. I didn't even know they were going to be live. Mm. Um, and the other thing is people, you know, you see the thumbnail, if like two hours, if you program it to go live in two, three hours or even like two days, people can set an alert yeah, that's right. to be alerted about it. So there's a lot of push for, for live because um, obviously, you know, you're getting people to stay longer on the platform. Yeah. That's what YouTube wants. Right? And I guess also it's making it more television-like. It's more interact or radio-like possibly. It is a very live interaction, isn't it? And people feel very involved because they can be talking to you. They'll hear their name. And I know from radio, people love to hear their name mentioned. Yeah. The UI isn't great, right? If you go to Twitch or Kick now, um, yeah, the, the UI for live stream is fantastic. And there's a lot more interaction. There's a lot more kind of little, little, Features that you can get, YouTube is is not there yet. I mean, you can do like little stickers and donations, of course, but it's it's not as clean and you know as kick or or Twitch. I mean, I think in time, if because how when you've live when I did my live stream, I did it out of Riverside. It just I created the the uh, part all the coding that I needed in YouTube Studio, then put it to Riverside, and it all worked fine. I know that OBS is even more robust, isn't it, for live streaming? But how do you yeah, stream? Yeah, so I'd, I've used both. I've used eCam as well. Um, so you can have, yeah, multicam. I think in, in the one that I did for uh, after WWDC, I used multicam, which is quite nice. It's nice and easy to. I used the Atom Mini, plug two cameras in, yeah. and just every now and then look at different cameras. So it's quite. Quite nice and you know fairly easy to do, um, but yeah, you can do that on any uh, um, streaming art as well. You can, you can do that. I like doing. I, I like using something like OBS because it allows you to, you know, maybe more share the screen. It, yeah, and you, you can add multiple scenes. You can have overlays and things mm. like that. So yeah, it's trying. To, I mean, again, whenever you do the things for the first time, you try to be as good as you can first time. I know it's not going to be perfect, but I've just begun thinking it's something that appeals to me. I want to get away from this scripted idea. I want to just be me. And I just thought we're talking for an hour, maybe. Yeah. And, and it's like any, any type of content, I think. You know, come up with a, a regular show so that people will know that you're there every week and come up with things that are, you know, it's almost like, you know, whenever I go back to a live stream, I go back to the ones that have, a, have something that I'm used to. Mm. So they have a segment of, you know, familiarity. For this 10 minutes, I'm going to talk about. So I'm going to play Wordle or whatever. I think Dr. Disrespect is that. It's an amazing, entertaining thing to do. It's nothing to do with the normal live stream, but it's a segment in there that you know you're going to have fun. People enjoying. Yeah. Actually, the name brought, say it like that with scheduling on, it just keeps coming back to radio because the, certainly during lockdown, I noticed all the shows I was doing because I was a voice in people's ears that couldn't get out much. And it was that regularity they knew at certain times of the week I'd always be there doing my thing. So maybe that's something to yeah, worth looking people into. People might do like, you know, every Sunday, every Monday, whatever. People know that that day, at that time, you're going to go live and it's usually a chilled, chilled yeah, time. Yeah, because again, it is just a conversation. You don't really go into it with much of an idea. You've got maybe a few ideas what you'll start off talking about. And then yeah. I guess it's just the interaction feedback you're getting. It's yeah. how the conversation goes. I mean, for creators, the, the, the biggest challenge with live stream, not going to lie, is, is the gear and... <laughs> And the stuff that around the software and everything. So I've got a station there now that is my, I call it my streaming setup. Uh, because that that is a barrier that a lot of people go, oh gosh, I've got to set it all up again and make sure that everything's working. It's a live stream. I mean, hats off for people who do it day in, day out. There's so much that can go wrong, right? Audio, video, especially people who are gaming as well. You know, they're trying to look at multiple screens, uh, screens uh, respond to comments. And just and perform, you know, it's just crazy how 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 those guys do it. And actually, uh, 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 can I just give a, a, a selfless, shameless plug? 
Absolutely. Your, I, I, I've, um, <laughs> I, I walked away from radio in December of 21 for a number of reasons. The main reason was it was never going to pay anything. So I thought, oh, YouTube looks easy. I'll go over there and make my millions. <laughs> Hasn't quite worked no, out. No, not quite yet. No, yeah. Not quite not yet, not yet. But anyway, I... Then music left me really burnt, just burnt. I, I had no interest in it at all. I've got a massive vinyl collection, a huge digital collection, but I just didn't touch any of it. And then I noticed over the last few months, I've actually begun, when I write my blogs in the morning, I'm now listening to vinyl. I just dig out albums and I play them. I've just begun to fall back in love with it again. So I'm actually doing a one-off radio show this summer for my old station. It's going to be pre-recorded. Um, so it's going to be the last Sunday in July. When it's done, I'll work yeah, podcasts around it. Awesome, going man. back to my old roots of just so many people. There's one particular show I did that was late night. It went from midnight on a Saturday to 2 a.m. Sunday morning. And it was such a lovely feeling. People made an absolute thing of getting to sleep early on a Saturday just to be there to listen. Oh, to nice. And it was lovely. Yeah. And I, I'm, I do miss that. So I'm going to use, you know, I always said I wouldn't go back to it, but you know what? Just emotionally, it feels the yeah, right no, thing to it's do. Yeah, nice. And I, I'd love to see that introduced in your videos. You know, it's kind of you know, playing a vinyl, you know, as part of your, your Yeah, but I'd get copyright, wouldn't I? Yeah, but it maybe don't, don't play anything that's, play the vinyl as a, as a thing that you show on screen, but the music playing is something oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. from Epidemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old work around good old Epidemic comes to the yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. And I'm actually, it, going along with that, there's a, there's a friend of mine that does a live stream every Thursday on Mixcloud, uh, on video. And I'm going to go and join him. He's been on and on and on at me to do that. So yeah, I've got a bit of music coming up as well. But again, that's all kind of trying to find into the strengths that we've all got. There's something that's triggered my brain when you said about copyright, because one of the creators that I follow, he's, he's incredible. We'd love to get him here one, one time. Um, his, his name is Andres Vidoza. Oh yes, we started to talk about him. Awesome creator. And recently he did a video. I don't even remember what the video was about. It was just an awesome video. And the music he used was completely like, he's obviously not getting any money from that, from that video, from an ad perspective, because it's all copyright stuff. But I thought sometimes, you know, maybe that's worth it. Maybe use the music. Don't worry about not getting paid by the ads because the video is going to be so awesome. It's going to bring other viewers revenues. I mean, he had so many sponsors in that video. It was crazy. Uh, I think it was about a laptop, actually. Fantastic video. The music made the video 10 times better. So I think sometimes we get, we get too worried about copyright and I, and I wonder is it worse sometimes to say well, for, for this one video I don't care I just want to use the music that will make people feel something well, there was a brilliant irony because I'd never I always use library music whenever I've used any music I always just go straight to Epidemic and chip, chip, chip. anyway you remember I did that video on the 25 years of iMac and I was trying to use some of the original audio from the adverts I got a copyright strike but the beautiful irony of it was it was from the label that my daughter works for so oh, her right. company Actually, gave the license. <laughs> so I, I said, "Your bloody company's just." Like, I was blaming her for the licensing of music rules. How did just you fix the irony that? of it? It was a perfect irony of just being slapped down by your own daughter's company. How did you do, did you fix it? No, 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 okay. It was just completely by luck or yeah. bad luck that the one bit of music on that video was licensed by BMG yeah, Music. Crazy. Uh, it was just you know, but uh, 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 there was a workaround on it. I remember messaging you that night and said, "Will I get a copyright?" Yeah. You said, "Hundred percent, you'll get a copyright." I've heard so many horror stories, right? But I think if you, you know, like in this case, it was like it was well worth it using commercial music because he made the video so much better. Now, speaking of him, we, we were chatting with him just before we started recording and had a quick look at his videos. He's got a really unusual way of making videos, but a way that is very engaging, equally well written. Uh, a lot of voiceovers and incredible I'll quality. try and leave a, a link to his channel in the show notes. Yeah, cinematic. He, he doesn't need any more subs. 
He sets in the, <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's amazing though. Amazing. Uh, amazing How long guy. has he been on for, do you know? Three years. Oh, so he's put some time in, but. No, as he started the same time. Well, same as, as, we, yeah, same as yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Same me two years in, yeah. But it's just, it's a different style. And yeah. he's got this thing going on with um, Jan. I think he either works with him or uh, I don't know what the, what the split is there, but you know, it's just two of them and just having, having a great time recording stuff and making, you know, sometimes they add some comedy, like little skits in there. We just, just amazing videos. Taking a look at it before we start recording, the, the big difference was the way that he, he's not really on camera. Yeah, very rare. I mean, you, you, now, see set, you know it's him, you know yeah. it's in his studio, you know it's his hands, but that's it. Yeah, a lot of it is voiceover. I mean, more recent videos, he's appearing doing A-roll stuff, but he's, yeah, his core videos, the, the ones that did really like mil millions of views, were mostly voiceovers. And what's his, I mean, one that I happened to watch was a desk tour. What's most of his content on? A lot of that. Yeah, yeah, a lot that? of desk setups, uh, PC setups, you know. I'm, I'm sure you sort you might have even like the picture on Twitter as well. I saw somebody put up a picture of just an IKEA bench on a desk on a beach. This is your desk tour of the future with Apple Vision, which I kind of thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a reasonable take on it, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, work will be will change right with, with that thing. Imagine right how you can because obviously your Mac on. can be picked up on it. So I could quite easily sit and edit this video, this audio, whatever, sitting there just on with the headset, couldn't I? Yeah, yeah. The only downside will be, you know, I, I don't know what the fatigue will be you know, by wearing that for such a long time, but that is definitely the future. I mean, I, I don't see it as going, I'm, I'm glad that it is the future because I, I think that's, I've had enough of holding something. Yeah, <laughs> it, it needs to change. And again, it's, it, it was something that I've sort of written about, made videos about that I think we all get used to, we get safe in our norms. No matter, you and I love tech, we love to try new things, but equally, I bet you're the same as me. You like to come in, you said you left that desk exactly as you left it last night when you left here at 11. Part of our psyche likes familiarity as well. We like our safety net. So suddenly we're being taken outside of our safety net with what's coming. I don't know how much it's going to affect my working life being such an old git, but I do think it will touch me. And the minute I can embrace it, I will. Thanks for not disagreeing about the age old git thing. That'll go a long way. I'm old as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I'm, I'm really excited. You know, I, I always find things frustrating. I'm sure when I start trying, oh, you used to be able to do that. And you always want to go back to the old ways, don't you? Yeah, 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 and that, I don't know. I think there's a lot of positives. I mean, I've, I've seen. I think it was Matty who who said that Matty Hapoy yeah. said that he was able to edit a video using it, you know, with hand gestures and stuff. Mm. That's great. I mean, you know, if you get to a point where we can look at the cuts and just like cut here, cut here, you know, just with your eyeball. The way it's going to speed things up, and it also the, the, the means of consuming content. I know we mentioned at the beginning about sort of watching movies. It was weird because Zuckerberg straight. Well, of course, he released. Uh, there was a press release saying that Meta 3 was coming just a few days before WWDC. Then he's held an event and he's spoken about it now. And he was he, he was trying to say, I've seen that's their version of the future. Yeah, it's not the it, future. It was I almost patronizing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Apple, well done. You know, it's a good take on it, but we started. Yeah, sort of and it was, it, was this, it was this take that they, in Apple, they show everyone sitting alone. With Meta, we show people together. It's, yeah, but also Apple have included some form of pass through. It's not perfect, but at least then if you're in a room with somebody that's doing something passed through on. I have to say, I, I a million times prefer the way Apple is approaching it. I, I just never got the the thing that, you know, you kind of when you're wearing that next to other humans, you know, it's, it's, it's very like you're completely excluded. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Because that's I, virtual virtual. That's yeah. terrible English. It's, it's nearly all virtual reality, isn't it? Yeah, that, that whole metaverse stuff is not something that appeals to me at all. Um, but I like the mixed 
Now, interesting, looking at the generations with your boy being 12 and with a dad that's got a tech channel, so he's kind of, here's what's going on. Has he been taken by it? Is it does it appeal to him? I showed it to him and he wasn't really, I mean, kids are, are so weird. They're like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> you know, what does he turn to first? Tablet or phone? Phone, I guess. Um, we're trying to get him like not to use so much, but yeah, he's got an iPad and he goes to the iPad mostly. Yeah, not not the phone. Um, I mean, he, he only has a phone for when we go traveling and stuff anyway. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess when he gets to a teenage um, age, it would probably be different. Because mm. I know you said that the builders will kind of, you know, actually, and that's great that people are beginning to take notes. And that's where I think Apple have done their job. I know we've gone in a nice full circle, which is probably, that's almost like a produced video. And we've, gone almost, like, almost we've, like, we've, we've done a 360. <laughs> but it's, it's, it is great. That, and I think that is what Apple managed to achieve was that they made people aware that change is coming. And some, the other point I've made is that we are at such an exciting point in time because it's all of these AI and AR engines are going to learn from what we're giving it now. If we treat it well and give it good input, it's going to be better. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, for people that are our generation, I feel like we're almost in a unique position. We are. We remember the world before all of this. Mm. Four you phones. Know, kids now only know the digital stuff. Mm. Right? Um, I, I'd like to see us getting closer to technologies has been as, as kind of almost unnoticed. I mean, we know it's there, but it's not in your face so much, right? Absolutely. And, and I think what Apple did is the beginning of that. It's yeah. going to get smaller. It's going to get less intrusive, but much more, you know, more digital in, in, in a way. Mm. But I, I'm excited for it. I think it's yeah, me too. definitely the, the right way to go. So you said you're going to try and pick one up come what May. Which will, I mean, I'm saving I'm, up already. I'm uh, I've got a, a fun me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Koji running as well. Um, well, that, I mean, I hope I'll be back anyway before that. I've just invited myself back. But I'm, I'm trying to work out ways I can make content without it costing me three and a half grand. So I'm going to tip you up. And also, Marcus, bless me. I didn't realize until we made our last video together. He lives in Portugal. I had no idea because we had this idea. I said, look, because he's going to buy one. So I said, fine. If you buy one, I'll rent a podcast studio in London. So it's a really nice setup and we'll go and record a, a video there. And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. I'll come. And it's only last week I found out he lives in Portugal. So the poor bugger's going to go to America to get the headset, then come to London just to make a video with me. It's kind of on the way, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of. That's kind convincing. Of, yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyway, come hook up by quick. Hopefully next year I'll get to see what this is. I'm really, I really am excited by it though. I think it's, it's something, it's really special. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's like, it's like being around when the first iPhone came out or the first mobile phone came out, right? So next video for you is going to be? I'm working on it right now. I'm wearing two watches in case oh, you've yes, been wondering. Oh yes, of course I saw that. Uh, it's about the Apple Watch and the Garmin. The Garmin, how they no, the and the Garmin. That's a pretty watch actually, Garmin. That is, that is a, a lot. I mean, it's big, but it's pretty. Nice. Yeah, this is the Epix uh, Garmin. There's an Epix Pro as well, which is very similar. I thought this was, for me, the best sort of, because there's a, uh, I've also been wearing the Phoenix, which is a huge menace thing that, I mean, I love it. Uh, very manly as well. Um, but I thought this was the best sort of compromise because this has an AMOLED display, almost like the Apple Watch, I mean, if you put it. Um, whereas the Phoenix is a memory in pixel display. It's kind of almost be mean here, but it sounds like a Casio watch a little bit. Oh, it looks like a Casio watch. But yeah, I'm, yeah, my, does it fit my eyes have been open to Does it fit in at all with the Apple ecosystem? No, it doesn't right. fit with any ecosystem. Not even so it just runs on its own itself. thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, yeah, crap software, to be honest. And Very I say watch. that in my video. Um, it's a bit of a collab, actually. There's uh, Pete Matheson mm -hmm. who, who have a little uh, bit in there. And I'm doing the same on his video. And I think 
Patrick is getting, well, I know Patrick is getting a couple of these as well. So you might, might see that a lot of Garmin content. And I've already ruined my next video, which will be on the studio, Beat Studio Pro. They're clear and they, and they sound crap. There you go. It's yeah. really unfair. But, but you, you did something on, uh, on Apple Vision, right? Or Vision Pro. I've, oh, I've done so much on Vision Pro. Yeah, I did that where I just sat down and, and spoke. Yeah. That, you know, that was... Uh, 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 in fact, I think this next one for, for the Beats, I'm going to take on board. Have you uploaded the Vision Pro yet? Yeah, that one, yeah, just, that one oh, out. Okay. So that's been up, but certainly by the time you see it, it's been up for a few days. And it, okay, it begun cool. to do okay. I, I keep using for me because I'm waiting for one to really pop. I'm just trying things. And that was one I did no B-roll, just me talking. But at least it was trying something different. And it was really, really weird not putting any tag. I put two tags in my name. Tags are and overrated. I found that. It, we'll put it this way. This video has done no worse. I spent more time on the thumb, which I think shows. I did Apple Pro Vision as one tag and my name as another tag. And that was, it. I think I put Apple, three tags. as Because I've been, again, it's this thing, I've been a, a slave to vidIQ. They tell you to get that 50 out of 50 with tag, 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 tag. And I suddenly sat back and thought, it hasn't no, helped me. I, I started to use tags for using it for, you know, what would people search for if they misspelled it or if they, yeah. if they, like, if they missed a word? So like That's Apple AR Glass instead of Apple Vision Pro. Yeah. I would definitely add those two tags in there. Yeah. Uh, but I, would, I wouldn't go out of my way to, to put everything because that's, I, in my experience, hasn't really done much. No, I, I've, I've done that as well. And this is I the put first. my own channel name as a tag. That's what I do, yeah. Because somehow that- People look for you, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also not timestamping. I know you still do timestamp. For, Patrick, for more than, on, I know he said he doesn't, but- I've got a policy, right? If it's longer than 10 minutes, I'll, I'll add it because I feel- as a viewer, I feel bad when there is like, come on, you, you're really forcing me to watch this whole thing to find maybe. Mm. But Google are doing that automatically in some videos. They are automatically timestamping your videos. Right. So when people search it on Google, you will see bits, you know, where you're talking about certain, they automatically do. Of course, yeah. Because when I search this on Google now, bring out a new search of videos, then you see the little sort of timestamp yeah. videos come up, don't when you? When you go to the video, not all of them will have created... Yeah. Uh, Creator-enabled one. Just before we wrap up, you know in YouTube Studio, it says that it will auto-timestamp kind of thing. Have you ever mm. used that feature? Does it work? No, but I think that's, that's a similar thing. That, right. That's probably what Google is doing on right. the search side of things, but that's probably what it is. So you'll search for segments of you know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I haven't tried it. I just rather go, because I, I like to add a little bit of SEO in those. That's the, that's the main reason why I do it really. For a longer than 10 minutes video, I'll add every single timestamp, starting with the product name, right. and then what the subject is, like specs or design or whatever. Oh, and then say MacBook Air, M2, whatever. And repeat myself. So it just can find yeah. itself, yeah. 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 Um, whether that's helping or not, I don't know, but I've, I've heard people say that that is indexed. So if it's indexed, that's going to help, help search, right? Yeah. Pro tips. There you go. Well, that's done it. Nice one. Another one done. And, oh, so much better. Let's grab some lunch. Oh, yeah. And also, not having to worry about bandwidth. I mean, Riverside's been great. Don't get me wrong, but it's just so much better to do this in person, isn't it? It is. It oh, is. I mean, it's so much. It's just great. Our weeks and calendars kind of collided. I mentioned to Alex on Monday, I said, how's your week looking? And he is like, oh, what should we do? Should we get a guest on? I said, well, I'm free. I could come to you. No, so, I always prefer it. It's I mean, the only better, problem here is, yeah, the space isn't soundproofed. So there's cars driving and... You may have heard some issues. Apologies Hopefully the plugins will work. Hopefully. And this time we're doing this a different way, aren't we? You're going to edit and upload the video. The video. Yeah. And I'm going to do the audio. Yeah, It's sweet. actually a job shared. Teamwork. In it. Does the dream work. Lunch. Let's go. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Thanks for watching, man. <laughs> See you soon. Bye.